Saint Escrivá de Balaguer in this short book called The Way that uh, has this 999 thoughts about spiritual life, he says in the chapter of Perseverance, to begin is easy, to persevere is sanctity. To begin is easy, many begin to follow Jesus. But to persevere is difficult. Only a few persevere towards the end, towards holiness. And today we celebrate the feast of all those who not only started, but also persevere to sanctity. We celebrate all the official saints like JP2, Mar Teresa, all those who have a place in the liturgical calendar. We could call them the first-class saints, the really like higher saints. But also this feast includes also all the unknown saints, all those men and women who faithfully follow Jesus on earth and are now part of the great multitude of heaven. We could call them the economy class saints. Both are important. And both have two things in common. On one side, in the first place, they share the victory of Christ. The first reading, John says in the book of Revelation, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. So in the first place, John says, this is a great multitude, the official saints and the unknown saints, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stand before the throne and they have their robes white. They have been purified by the blood of the Lamb. And then he says they hold palm branches. Why is this important? Because the palm branch in the time of the writing of this section of the Bible was a symbol of victory. For example, in Greece, the athletes who won they will receive a palm branch. So what John is saying, this multitude in heaven, this feast of all saints, is a feast of the victory of Christ, the victory of grace. The final transformation and the Holy Spirit will bring to all those who are faithful to him. What happens if you persevere till the end? You will receive the palm branch and the white robe, a new dignity, a transformed humanity. But also, John says something very important. It's true, you will receive the palm branch and the white robe, but before, you need to go through trials. In the same vision, one of the elders approaches John, and he says to him, who are these wearing white robes and where did they come from? So this elder, I don't know what it symbolizes, comes to John, says, who are they? And John says, Lord, you are the one who knows. It's kind of 
funny thing, funny dialogue. So he said to me, these are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. Who are the ones with the white robes? Who are with the holding the palm branches? The elder says, those who have survived the time of great distress. So yes, the final victory, but to get there, you need to go through a time of great distress. You need to persevere through trials. That's across every single saint of the history of the church. They both received the palm of victory, but after being faithful through trials. Think of Martrisa. She experienced the dark night of a soul for a long time. Sor Faustina. She was very weak physically, very sick many times. She received a lot of opposition to the spread of the devotion of divine mercy. JP too, he was shot and lost a lot of blood, spent five months in the hospital recuperating. Then he suffered Parkinson. Before dying, this very active man, he had to humble himself, slow down, and still continue as a public figure in a very frail, in a very weak state. St. Paul, he was in prison at least three times, stoned, they persecuted him, and so on and so forth. They all share the palm of victory, but they also went through trials. And in that state of perseverance, they trusted the goodness of God. They trusted that God was with them. And they trusted that God will reward their faithfulness. And I think this is very relevant because we also are undergoing, we're walking through a time of great distress, social unrest, political divisions, financial struggles, the pandemic, a not so united church. It can lead us to doubt, maybe to lose our faith. We can start doubting the goodness of God. We can fall into despair we can think God is not with us, or that things will not change. And most importantly, we can give up in our faith. It's a time of great distress that can both kill us or strengthen us. And I do think the Lord is purifying his church. We will see with time. I wonder what will happen after the pandemic. How many will come back? How many Catholics will persevere? Many will lose their faith. And the, this great distress may be showing that our faith was not so strong. But at the same time, it's a stage where the Lord is strengthening those who persevere. In 1970, Cardinal Ratzinger, then Pope Benedict, wrote a very beautiful document called What Would the Church Look Like in the Future? This is 50 years ago. 
I will send you that document in the newsletter as a follow-up that you can read. But I just share with you one section of it. This is 1970. From the crisis of today, says Pope, Ratzinger, uh, Pope Benedict, or Cardinal Ratzinger, the church of tomorrow will emerge. She will become small and she will have to start afresh, more or less from the beginning, as the number of her adherents diminishes. So, she will, so will she lose many of her social privileges. In contrast to an earlier age, she will be seen much more as a voluntary society, entered only by free decision. But when the trial of this sifting is past, a great power will flow from a more spiritualized and simplified church. So it's very beautiful, the whole document I encourage you to read. The church will become smaller, he says. We will lose a lot of adherents. We will lose social privileges. And it will be a society that people enter with a free decision. But when the trial of this sifting is past, a great power will flow. A more spiritual church, a more simple church, a more powerful church, a more a holier church. For those who persevere in that sifting, in that trial, a great faithfulness will come from it. Newman says that the church is like a wave of the ocean. In history, sometimes it seems the church is withdrawing, that is losing, that members are being less and less, that the world is becoming stronger. But he says, it's just a wave that is withdrawing and is preparing to come back with more strength. And that's what is happening today. Maybe the wave is withdrawing and it will take a while, one year, five years, 10 years, 50 years, 100 years, 500 years. We don't know. Time of great distress and great trial that the Lord is using to purify the church. But the church will come back more spiritualized, more simplified, stronger, holier. So in this feast of all saints, as we go through this moment of trial, of great distress, I invite you to pray for two graces, fortitude and hope. First, ask the saints the gift of fortitude. It's a virtue that allows you to go through trials without discouragement. It allows you to go through distress without giving up. It's very important to pray for this gift of fortitude, to be a strong Christian, Pray for an unshakable faith. Pray that you may have the faith of the saints. Ask the saints, give me, give me, pray for me, so I can have a stronger faith. Especially pray for fortitude in your spiritual life. Don't you think it's more challenging to be Catholic today? 
you need to sign up for mass, sign up for confession almost, you need to wear a mask, you need to, we cannot gather as a community, some have to follow through the internet and so on and so forth. So we truly need to fight for our faith, fight for your spiritual life, fight for the sacraments. So pray for the gift of fortitude. Second, pray for the gift of hope. Hope is a future-oriented virtue. It gives you today the certainty of a blessing you will receive in the future. The virtue of hope makes real today a future full of blessing that will come later. Ask for that gift of truly believing in the final victory of Christ. Ask for the grace of truly expecting the final reward for those who persevere. The Bible promises many times a great reward for those who persevere. The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father, says Matthew. John says today, what we shall be has not yet been revealed. What you will be has not been revealed. When we do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. This is beautiful. This is a great promise of glory. You will see the Lord and you will be transformed into his image and likeness. You will be glorified in your humanity. You will become, overcome all your imperfections and your weaknesses. It's a promise full of hope, a promise of glory. So pray for that gift of hope. That's what keeps us going. That final palm branch the Lord will give you. And today we celebrate that as we go through this life, as we journey and we strive, we endure to persevere, we are not alone. There is a multitude of saints praying for you. You are not alone. The church is like an inverted pyramid or an upside-down iceberg. We're just the tip of it, the final corner. But above us, there's a multitude of saints. That they are so much more than us, praying for us, cheering us up. Praying that we persevere, that we trust, that we endure any trial, that we await the great reward. They are our friends. And they pray for each one of us. Keep going, persevering, don't give up, don't lose hope. Have unshakable faith. 
persevere till the end. To start is easy, but to persevere is sanctity.